welcome to the Allow Me to Apologize Patreon. Patreon.com forward slash Allow Me to Apologize. I'm your host, Brad Shepard, the infamous Brad Shepard. And we are going to talk WWE Backlash. It was held in San Juan, Puerto Rico. Sorry, I couldn't do it. I can't do the accent. I tried. Okay. Puerto Rico. Uh, so, yeah, it was uh, about 18,000 fans-ish and uh, packed crowd and energized crowd. Uh, let's talk about the pre-show and uh, basically why they fucking exist. Because uh, at this point, you know, they did stop doing the matches on these uh, kickoff shows. Uh, and so, you know, if you're going to do like a pre-show, maybe 30 minutes, um, that's all you need. You know, doing these hour-long or more pre-shows, they are totally painful and often unwatchable. Especially when they've got one particular guy, Peter Rosenberg. Now, here's a guy who's a wrestling mark and friends with, with another mark, Mark Henry. <laughs> Uh, so he he got into uh, WWE that way. He's a host of Hot 97. He never would have probably sniffed the company otherwise, but now he's on all these pre-shows, and he is awful. Just awful. Painful to watch on these pre-shows. I had to turn it off when I started watching the pre-show and saw Peter Rosenberg live in studio in Connecticut. This fucking douchebag. He's got nothing to add. He's awful. You would never believe this guy's on the radio. Nevertheless, he was joined by Jackie Redman and Matt Camp. And there was some video package and some talk that was really stupid. And I turned it off. So that is that. Oh, and Wade Barrett apparently was looking at uh, some chick's butt on the beach. He was uh, having a cocktail. I don't know what the point of this pre-show was whatsoever. Okay. Uh, let's talk about the main card backlash. Uh, it was a sellout. Again, this is a, a, a place that gets like, you know, house shows, live events, uh, but doesn't get major wrestling premium live events or pay-per-views. Uh, so, you know, going in because of that, there is more of a new car smell, right? You're going to get a more energized crowd versus states themselves, uh, which have you know, obviously shows on a regular basis. So it's it's more used and worn out, right? That car's not new. It's got 40,000 miles on it. So they've seen the same thing over and over. So you know you're going to get a good response, but this was a good crowd. And uh, you've got Michael Cole and Corey Graves on commentary. Uh, I thought they worked pretty well together. Michael Cole does seem to be a little bit feeling himself ever since, uh, you know, Vince McMahon was uh, no longer in Gorilla. And, and you got uh, Michael Cole. He's uh, talking about twerking. I, I don't know. Who is this man? Uh, certainly not someone I've seen on TV for a very long time. He he feels like kind of a, a little bit of a different person in a way. So it's been interesting. Uh, uh, Corey Graves has been good. Uh, they've worked pretty well together. And I, I think they did here as well. So let's dive right into the first match. It was Bianca Belair defeating Io Sky to retain the Raw Women's Championship. The match itself went too long. It went about 18 minutes. I saw a lot of praise online for this match. Uh, and the crowd decided to do the 
<laughs> they basically made Bianca Belair the old John Cena. They booed her. She's the baby face. They cheered Io Sky, who, you know, Io Sky, I'm not invested in as all. I, I don't care about her in any way as a uh, character and don't know why she should receive a title shot. She's part of a faction that's very boring, that has been awful and cringe and a ratings killer on TV every week. Nevertheless, she gets the match against Bianca, who's been a stale champion. She's been champion way too long. Her character hasn't evolved in any way. I don't even know what her character is other than she smiles and she dances and she waves around her gigantic hairpiece. I, I don't know what that character is at all. It seems basically like kind of a low-key heel character. Uh, but it's it's really just feeling really stale and dull and it's time for a change there. Uh, so, And I could see the crowd turning on her if they don't do something eventually. So, yeah, they had a match. There was some sloppy, sloppy spots. And in particular, Bianca went to do a one-arm press slam to show off her strength. But she dropped her, and uh, Io Sky was very close to... Could have broken her neck, had a concussion, uh, could have killed her. Who knows? Uh, She was able to kind of catch it. When she landed, so it, she didn't land on her head, but it was very close. It was She was very close to landing on her head, and uh, that's just fucking stupid. It's absolutely stupid. You're just not that strong to do shit like that. It's stupid. So they had the match again. I, You know, it goes on too long. 18 minutes is too long for me for most any match, especially a women's wrestling match. Who the fuck wants to see an 18-minute women's wrestling match? So... You know, I think of like starting off a show, I'm thinking, you know, you get the show to, um, you know, start off strong. That's what you want. Let's start off strong with something uh, and set the tone for the event. And fortunately, again, the crowd was great. But to me, this was arguably the weakest match uh, on the card. You know, maybe the other women's wrestling match was weaker, but certainly not one of the best choices to start off the show, in my opinion, other than, hey, it does kind of get it out of the way. So that's a plus. Uh, if you've got to find sunshine and clouds, it's that it got this shit out of the way. So you don't have to worry about it coming up. So there's that. Uh, so the next match up was uh, Seth Rollins. And Rollins defeats Omas with MVP, of course, in his corner. Uh, went about 10 and a half minutes. And I will say, one of the things I liked about this premium live event, generally speaking, is that, you know, the matches were much more reasonably timed. You know, there wasn't a ton of 20, 25, 30-minute matches. They kept things much more reasonable from a timing perspective, which made it easier to stay into the show itself. You know, so so that was a plus. That was, that was well done. Uh, this particular match, I mean, I think... You know, they're they're trying to get over Rollins to make him look strong. He needs a, a win against someone who's, you know, a, a bigger name or physically impressive. That's what they were trying to do, obviously, with Omas here. And so they get that. Seth's looking strong. He's obviously going to be a top guy. So, so you got that, and especially heading into the World Heavyweight Championship Tournament for the B-Belt. And in, at the same time, the problem with Omas, and I, I am a fan of Omas's work, and he's slowly getting better, and he's got a uh, special size, 
And, and I do think there's something there with him uh, that, and he's, he has the potential to grow and develop into a good big man wrestler. The problem with this is, you know, they've got someone who's physically special, but they're not treating him that way. So, you know, he had the loss to Brock Lesnar, which I was fine with, by the way. But, you know, they made him look strong. And in my thought there was, that's fine, but you've got to follow it up. You know, give the guy some wins. Let, let's see that, hey, the reason he was holding his own with Brock is because this is a guy who's very impressive. And, you know, he's an ass kicker. And he's someone that is a threat to everybody. So they had a chance to build on that. And they didn't. They really didn't at all. They just put him against Rollins. And, you know, he, Rollins beats him. So now he's like the guy that he gets beat by other guys that are, you know, kind of like top guys and, and you can't build him as something special when you do that. So I don't think they should have booked the match to begin with because they booked themselves into a corner from a character perspective by doing that. Um, you know, and I, you know, the match itself was totally fine. Again, they put over Omas. Here's this guy. He's so tough to beat, but yet everybody beats him. You're listening to the Allow Me to Apologize Patreon exclusively at patreon.com forward slash allow me to apologize. If you like what you've heard, make sure to sign up $10 a month, patreon.com forward slash allow me to apologize, and you can hear the rest of my backlash review.